Welcome to Anticdotes, a podcast where we hear from ants who are making a difference in their nieces and nephews' lives and who are learning life lessons along the way. Hear new ideas about how you can connect with your nieces and nephews and become the favorite aunt. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. Our guest today is Colleen Winia. She is a spiritual intuitive, reset your vibe energy coach, and the creator of Crystallize Your Vision, a spiritual program for heart-centered leaders to transform suffering and doubt into clarity, confidence, and creativity by energizing intuition and emotional freedom. Colleen guides people in connecting to their heart's guidance and how to communicate with their spiritual cheerleaders for joyous expansion in your purposeful business. Colleen is here today to talk about her relationship with her niece, Melissa. Thank you for being here today, Colleen. Thank you so much, Colleen, for being with us today on Anticdotes. I'm super excited and huge gratitude to you for having me here. Thank you. And to start us out, so in addition to being an awesome aunt, you also had a special relationship when you were young with your auntie. Could you share more about that relationship? Oh, I'd love to. Her name was her name is <laughs> Diane, and we were super 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 close growing up. She was really like a big sister. She was my mom's uh, of seven siblings. She was the youngest. And so she was really an aunt of me at the age of seven. And, you know, I really looked up to her and she not only, you know, guided me and was there for me and, you know, she really cared for me and was a part of that growth that as we moved into those later teen years, you know, everything from moving into, uh, you know, trying to sneak me into places where I was not yet really legal age to go. (laughs) But, you know, aside from that, we were just really, really close. And I actually didn't think that, you know, didn't expect that relationship to change, but life does uh, transition and we're still close from our hearts. However, her moving away and our relationship going in a different direction when my sort of spiritual intuitive side opened up more and I sensed things she didn't. I think that was the beginning of a little bit of a shift, but she is absolutely one of my dearest persons and helped me become, you know, who I am as a young girl. That's awesome. It sounds like she kind of showed you how to be an aunt. So that's great. I think she did. Yeah, it's a good point. And with your niece, you took on an even greater role than auntie. Could you share more about the additional role that you've played in her life? Yes, I truly, you know, I look back at it now, this niece of mine is 31 turning 32. And we actually actually did I just get that? Sorry, Melissa, if I got that uh, turned around. (laughs) I am but she and I uh, were really, really, really close growing up for many reasons. Um, One, I I co parented in a way, not sure when she hears this podcast, how she feels about that. But co-parenting in the way that I saw it was my sister transitioned at a young age. And before she transitioned, meaning passed over because of, you know, an addiction that she had and poor Melissa lost her mom, you know, at the young age of 14. But way before that, 
Uh, my sister Corrine was really challenged with her addiction and her pain and all of that. So my mom and her Kamala husband at the time, they took on Melissa at the age of 14 months. And they basically said, Hey, we're going to be her guardians. She was not in a healthy environment with my sister. My sister allowed, you know, my mom to step in and my mom said, uh, we'll take care of Melissa until you get your act together kind of thing. And that never happened. So my sister, the mom would come and visit, you know, her daughter and grandma and come in and out of their lives. But it was always, you know, kind of like a co-parent, you know, co-parent herself. And so when she got really, really sick and she couldn't be there, Melissa just continued to live on. And she was raised by grandma in the household where I come in was I was really the very sensitive person, you know, the one that uh, I held space so she could talk to me when she was ready about her feelings or thoughts or that age gap where I took her to concerts. We sat up late at three in the morning watching our favorite movies. And, you know, we are very similar in a lot of ways, how we think and how we see things kind of like in a very different than say my mom. And so, yeah, it was really kind of neat because there was 22 years between me and my mom and 22 years between me and my niece. So it's been a really great um, growth. And now she's an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she has a full on life. So our relationship has changed. It sounds like you were really able to build that trust through giving her that space and then also connecting on a lot of those similarities that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for noting that. I would say yeah, yeah, but there's just so many different dynamics. And it's amazing because now it's even changed. I think we'll talk about that. But how she plays a role in my life now just absolutely blew me away when I showed something to her yesterday. Uh, can I share it with you? Sure, yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's this uh, some lessons that I started doing about called Calling in the One. It's a book that came out many, many years ago. Can't remember the author's name right now. I'm drawing a blank, but she's about relationship and romantic relationship and healing the wounds of the past so you can attract in your partner. So I got this book quite a while ago and I had played around with some of the lessons, the first, you know, 16 of them. And then I realized I hadn't really touched this book. So I brought it to the beach this weekend a couple of times and I was working on this lesson and it really was kind of like dark. <laughs> it was like, I'm not a drawer. Like I don't draw Heidi. Normally when I do the lessons, like you just kind of answer and, you know, you write them down, write down your, you know, things that happened as a child or, you know, thoughts that you impregnated in your body and carried these belief systems. So I do this exercise thinking, how am I going to do this? And I basically drew these two, you know, stick figurines. And one was my non-true self. And one was my true self. And it said, just go wild, you know, just make as that non-truth, truth image, give it a name. And so I'm <laughs> drawing this crazy masculine energy guy, kind of who's like sad and, you know, doesn't feel worthy and all of this little sketch image. <laughs> and then on the right beside, I drew this, my attempt at a goddess, we'll say. And I took a snapshot of the picture. I was thinking of sharing it with my program, my community, my some of my clients, just to show them an exercise to work on your identity, whether it's around, you know, opening up your heart with romantically or growing your business. And so I thought I'm going to send it to Melissa. She's the only one who I sent it to. So I sent it to her last night. And it was just so amazing because she actually, I'll just read you her text. It was so cool. 
I said, in confidence, please, you know, like keep it between us. And we do have that. So although I talk on more of a spiritual, you know, woo woo, emotional crybaby realm, sometimes very sensitive. She, she doesn't talk that way, but she understands, which is my point. So she writes back in confidence, totally exclamation mark. Thanks for sharing such a powerful exercise. Love your true self one. Very true indeed. You know, exclamation mark. So important to reflect like that and let go of untrue thoughts. And when I read it, it's like, it's beautiful to receive her love and support. And it still makes me go, that's the little girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was the little girl, you know, (laughs) she's sweet. That's so cool to see how that evolves. And I think that, you know, when you can open up with somebody, I think that makes her feel comfortable to be who she is too. So that's really awesome. And so then going back to when you were kind of doing the the co-parenting and the anti-role, what did you do to balance that role? And was it difficult to balance between parental responsibilities and anti? You know, I've kind of been thinking about that. And I would just say, because the only thing that's really coming to my heart, my memory is I trusted my intuition and my instincts. In terms of balancing, my parental responsibilities were probably more so when her and I were out on our own. You know, she's a young girl and I'm responsible for taking care of her, making sure she's safe. And, you know, we can go to like a concert together. We used to go to concerts and, you know, to jump up and down or sing (laughs) to her. And it was making, you know, I think that's really just it, making sure she's safe and she's okay. And I would just trust my intuition, my instincts. And in terms of how to speak to her, that's been an evolving experience. And, you know, she's very strong natured as we are in our family. You know, I, she's very strong natured. So she'll speak her, you know, her opinion very clearly. And I, I just trust my intuition pretty much. And, uh, juggled it as best I can, but I definitely was the playful auntie. And then as I got older, you know, we were friends. So really it was just a short time in the middle, perhaps where I was more in a bit of a parent role. And I loved it. Yeah. I totally loved it. And what are some of your favorite memories with your niece when she was young? We got so many, actually. The first one is something really fun. Uh, So it's my nickname. That's my top special thing. (laughs) And what that is, is I'll save the nickname for a minute. But so when she was young, before she could speak sentences and she was learning to talk, she would look at something that was happening in her life, something playful, something funny as a little kid, you know, and she'd go, ducky, ducky. So this term, you know, this word ducky became fun, you know these events that she called ducky were a number of different events. And she just go ducky, ducky. And we, and I became ducky too, because I would play and come in and do really crazy stuff or throw her up in the air, whatnot. And one day everything else subsided and nothing else was ducky, but me, (laughs) anti-ducky, you know, she, uh, they would give me ducky cakes, earrings, pole chains. They buy me rubber duckies. Like it was ducky everything in the card. Happy birthday, Auntie Ducky or AKA Aunt Call, AKA Auntie Ducky. So that's really, really um, a a special thing because it still lands today. Um, You know, other things were more fun. Like we did late night movie nights at the house, Um, you know, get our favorite uh, DVD at the time. (laughs) 
And um, what we, what we really loved were the theater nights where we got to the movie theater or to concerts. You know, those were so much fun. Something else, um, our talks on the couch. And those are just, those are the best because everyone else, you know, would be sleeping. The thing I really loved, that's another special thing is we used to watch Amazing Race and like Survivor and Amazing Race would be like two people. They could be like two family members or two sisters or just couples that would like go and do the race. So one day uh, we created an audition film. And we actually entered an amazing race. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have no film editing experience, but she had a little bit more. So she would put something together. We filmed some separate pieces and then we got together and we attempted to do what they do on TV. But, (laughs) you know, it was really special regardless of how good it was or not. But we, she's like, well, Colleen, you're the you're the fit one. You're the strong one. You'd be like really good in the movement exercises and all of those things. And I'd say, well, you're the intelligent one. You go to school and you, you know, you just, I don't know, you remember things. I don't know. We were just highlighting each other. She goes, I'm not athletic at all. You know? So (laughs) she's like, I don't know how we do this together, but together we'd be a great team. And we just literally just really wanted to be on the show. It was so fun. That's awesome. So what stands out from your relationship with your niece and her preteen and teen years? I would say how much fun we had just absolute joy, you know, and fun. And I miss that part. And I also miss having her to myself. She is coming to town on Friday, Canada day in Canada here, July 1st, my mom grandma it's grandma's birthday on june the 30th grandma's gonna be 76 and melissa and her fiance live in vancouver island in victoria and i have not physically seen her in like a very long time with the with the covid thing and so my mom has seen her once but i actually haven't physically seen her seen her so they're coming in for a very one special day. They like, like they have to go back because of their work, but we're so excited. They're going to come in just for the, like a long day. We're going to go to Squamish together. So um, just, I would say, you know, just being with her and I miss that now, you know, being able to have that one-to-one time. Well, it's so exciting. I hope you have an awesome time. Thank you. I'm so excited. And How else have you seen the relationship change now that she's an adult? Yeah, it is definitely more friendship and more sharing. Very adult, you know, adulting. (laughs) As I've shared in my previous, you know, kind of share already, it's this deep friendship, like a sister. Yeah, just real true family. You know, she's very, very special to me. And I believe that, you know, she continues to learn from my authenticity and open-hearted shares. And I feel, and maybe this is intuitive. I'd have to ask her what she picks up on it, but she sends me so many loving notes. Like I'll be, I'm just sharing a little bit what I shared before is I'll be like judging myself. You know how you judge yourself? Like we're hard on ourselves and I'll be like, oh, this entrepreneur business is so taxing sometimes and emotional and heavy and, and wonderful. Right. But also hard navigating uh, spectrums of like 
technology for me or, you know, whatever the thing is, that's a little harder on my system. And then I'll master something or figure it out or build this program. And she's just like, oh my God. So actually I got to shoot. I got to read this little card to you. It's very short. It's a beautiful little card she sent me last year when I put my program together, Crystallize Your Vision. And it's just lovely. It's This will just share our relationship. Uh, So the front of it says, dreamed it, did it. And so inside, she's right. Congratulations on finishing Crystallize Your Vision. And then there's like the inside, you know, card and whatever the next it may be, you've got what it takes for that too. Here's her personal note. She's like, it's been so cool to watch this new chapter in your business grow and develop. You've worked darn, she might've said damn, (laughs) (laughs) darn hard to see how you've progressed and the people you've helped is amazing. Even when it's been so difficult at times, you never give up on following your dreams. And that is such an inspiration. I can't wait to see the next chapter, the digital program develop. Love, Melissa. And this was one card she didn't sign ducky or (laughs) it was like our grown-up exchange. One of the ways I was able to share my work with my niece was I have a colleague that was helping me, you know, make decisions around my content and strategy and stuff. Uh, Just have someone to bounce it off, but I didn't have someone to check say the editing of the content. I took a PowerPoint presentation and turn it into a video I really needed someone to watch these, you know, hour long videos and match it up with the parts of the presentation, make sure there was no glitches. And I thought of Melissa and I said, Hey, now this is kind of a big task, but I just had the thought to ask you, would you like to be the person that does this? You get firsthand, you know, of my highly exclusive program and, um, with lifetime access. And she's like, yeah, I'd be so honored. So she literally checked it as we went week by week, she would check one a week to give her time, you know, to go through things. And she gave me ideas as a grown up. Sometimes when there was like, uh, the glitches were helpful. And then she'd go, Oh, I have this idea about this. And I said, Oh my gosh, because I just thought about doing that. And like, it was a couple times that happened like that, where I made something, it was really cool. And so basically that's, you know, I've been able to share my work with her. She's been able to give me this love and support and um, she's been all along for the ride and it's been able to help her learn to trust her intuition more. She tells it to me all the time. She goes, I've learned so much by auditing your program. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so special to be able to share that with her and kind of bring her into your world and so exciting. Yeah, I'm really, really happy. And so she's basically, you can tell by the card and what I've shared with you all so far, she's been there through my emotional ups and downs. And I think that's why, because she sees I'll go through an emotional down because this is how I build. Right? <laughs> I, I go through these to heal and to transform. And then I'm, oh, I'm up. Right. And so she knows I'm not going to stay there for a long time. And I think that's another teaching to help people understand, like it's safe to feel, you know, it's safe. Vulnerability is your power. And that's the message I teach. I'm that's the message I um, learn. That's the message I hold space for, for my community and my clients. And that's the message I hold for her. And I keep reminding, like, let her know, like, trust this, you know, way of being with you. 
helps you strengthen your relationship with your fiance. So I, I'm in trust that even though we or her may not know about it, I intuitively know that a big part of our relationship kind of, what do you call it? Infused in her, in a maybe healthy way of being, I have to ask her how she feels about it. As I say, it sounds like she's learned a lot from you. I hope she has, but I've learned a ton from her. I was like, that's my next question. What have you (laughs) learned from her throughout the years? (laughs) The first thing that comes to me is joy. I mentioned it once earlier in the show here, joy. There's not been enough joy in my own heart. And she's taught me that joy is possible. She's taught me that life doesn't have to be so hard. It can be simpler and love is available to everyone. Then do you have any advice that you'd like to share with other ants? Hmm. Be yourself. Be yourself. Love them in the way that you know how to love. Learn from them. Teach them. And again, I use the word teach loosely, meaning through demonstration, through being yourself. And just allow the relationship to transform. And it's not always easy, okay? Because <laughs> as they grow up to be an adult, they have their own, you know, adultness. <laughs> they have their own decisions. And not that I ever had that, you know, direct influence over her like that. But I'm just saying you have to see them like yourself. Whether and I, oh, that's something I think for everyone, for every aunt, for every person is is whether someone their you know their niece or nephew is like two years old or whether they're 20 or 50. If you can come at a relationship, uh, you know, an adult to a young child or adult to a teen or an adult to an adult, see them as whole, healthy and complete, like grown up children. You know, if there's parental requirements when they're little and stuff like that, I understand that. But just see them as a fully formed being, like just treat them, talk to them like you would talk to your, you know, your good friend. And don't try to be something that we're not just allow ourselves to be real. That's my greatest teaching. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. So that way you don't have to worry about how you're protecting yourself or showing up. Just be real and they will feel it. And that is the greatest teaching we can give anybody is to be ourselves as best as we can and show our, our emotions. That's so beautiful. I love it. Anything else that you wanted to add? I think it's a blessing to be an aunt or an uncle, actually, you know, I think it's a blessing to be the niece and nephew, you know, and I just really appreciate you. And I love being here to add some contribution to the show. And if anybody ever wants any, you know, advice or just a connection around someone who has practiced being, you know, open and vulnerable and real with their niece or their nephew, reach out because I would love to meet you and give you a few golden nuggets through a clarity call with me. Oh, thank you so much, Colleen. You shared some amazing stories and we'll have your contact information in the show notes so people can reach out to you as well. So thank you again for being here. Thank you. Very honored. Very, very honored. Thank you for listening to Antidotes. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes and also join us on our Facebook group to talk with other ants.
you can join that group at facebook.com slash groups slash anecdotes. That's spelled A-U-N-T-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email me at anecdotes at gmail.com.